us lay down his sweet head the stars in the Yesterday about noon, that verse about being instant in season and out of season gave a new meaning to me. Um, but I, I do hate hate it for Brother Michael. I am grateful for the privilege to preach tonight. If I wouldn't have preached two weeks ago, I'd have had a good sermon for you. <laughs> but tonight we are going to further what we talked about. Uh, two Sundays ago in Ephesians 4, we're going to move to Ephesians 5 tonight. Something that um, crosses my mind as I read through the book of Ephesians is, if I read it and I study and ponder upon God's Word, I have no excuse for not knowing how to live as a Christian. He points it out to us very plainly. And then that's where I want to get to tonight. If you will, stand with me as we read Ephesians 5 and verse 15. See then that ye walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. And that's the verse I want to ponder tonight. If you will, bow with me for a word of prayer. Dear Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you for this message that you've prepared for us, dear Lord. Helps as we look at it 
and we examine our lives in relation to your word. Dear Lord, just help us as a church to grow from this message. Help us to strive to do your will according to your direction, dear Lord. And help us to realize that when we have a reason and we know our mission and we know where to get direction, we absolutely have no excuse not to serve you. Forgive us our sins. In your name I pray. Amen. You may be seated. And that is, as my prayer indicated, that is kind of our message tonight. I want to look at our reasoning and our mission that we have, and also the place in which we seek our direction. So that our walks as Christian can line up to what they ought to be. Can, can be more accurate in what Christ had in mind. That's what I, I hope and my goal is for this sermon that we can walk circumspectly. That word, if you break it down, it, it means with a goal in mind. It means having a, a direction, not as fools, but as wise. If you go back to Ephesians 5 and starting in verse 1, it says, Be ye therefore followers of God as dear children, And walk in love as Christ also hath loved us and hath given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling Savior. So we are to walk in love. And this is what I call our reason. Uh, Jesus Christ loved us. He, He loved us so much that he came to die for us. Uh, you know, I was listening to a new contemporary Christian song the other day, and, and there was a lyric in there that I could not get my mind away from. It said, everything comes down to love, somehow. And whenever I thought about that lyric and I thought about this verse, it's so true. Our salvation comes down to the love of the Father. And our service as Christians comes down to the love we have for the Father. Everything comes down to love. And I love that. And we are to walk in love. That is our reason behind our whole walk. And and what the walk means in, in Greek, it's literally walk as in one step in front of the other. But it was an old Hebrew term which meant as you go along living. This is what you are to do. As you go along living, this is what you should do. You should love. And, and, and I, I entitled that our reason because everything we have in life, everything we do comes down to a love. Whether it be the love of God or the love of our flesh or the love of life or any, any of that sort. If we love God... We will honor Him with what we say rather than using our God-given mouse to disrespect Him. And where I get this from is verse 4. What does it say? Neither filthiness nor foolish talking nor jesting 
which are not convenient, but rather giving thanks. Paul tries to correct us, and, and I think it's all a part of this whole walk in love, that when we walk in love, when we have love for the Father, and realize that everything we have is because of the Father, we'll give thanks rather than joking, filthy talk, or, or whatever situation we're in, just conversation, we will give thanks to the Father. But how are we to do this? How are we to walk in love? And I love the way verse 1 so clearly puts it. Be ye therefore followers of God as dear children. And you know, children are some of the best imitators. They, they are great at it. Uh, my nephew, his, his dad is a rodeo guy. He goes to a lot of rodeos and and Nick, I mean, he can put on the cowboy hat, the cowboy boots, and he looks authentic. But he's this high. <laughs> and I, I believe, as a matter of fact, I went in and did a Greek study on this. That word followers is starts with an M. I'm not even going to attempt to say it. But it's where we get our English word for imitate. And what what Paul is trying to say is imitate God. As children. Imitate God as children. Who imitate their fathers that they love so much. And they love them so much. And they want to be just like dad. They dress and I mean they look authentic. That's what God desires from us. Is he sent his son to be the example for us. And what are we to do? We're to follow the example. To mimic the example. As, as we keep reading, as, as children, um, you can look at verse 3. It says, uh, but fornica- fornication and all uncleanliness or covetousness, let it not be once named against you as become as saints. As become a saints, literally it means as, as we are saints, as, as we are saved, we, as we go down this walk of a saved believer, we shouldn't let these sins be a part of our life. We should put them out. We should avoid them. As, uh, and as we mature, just like a child, we learn new things. And as we mature as Christians... We're supposed to learn new things, learn how to avoid the problems that will come, such as uh, covetousness and, and the rest that are listed there. Uh, we are children. Um, you know, when I was a child, I didn't love my parents because of their name, mom and dad. I love my parents because they first loved me. And isn't that scriptural? Isn't that what Jesus said? Or, or John said in 1 John 4? In verse 19? We love Him because He first loved us. We are to love God as children. And we are supposed to Walk in love as children of God. Uh, 
if you love someone, you will ultimately believe what they say. If you look at verses 5 through 7, it says, For this ye know that no whoremonger nor unclean person nor covetous man who is an idolater hath any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. Let no man deceive you with vain words, for because of these things cometh the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. Be not ye therefore partakers with them. If I love God, I can look at His Word and know truth. If I love God, I can take this whole Bible and believe it is true. And any words that men tell me that I can't back up according to this Word are not true. God's Word is not empty. That's what vain means. Sometimes men's word Man's word is. But not only do we have a reason for walking and following after Christ, but we have a mission here. It says in verse 8, For you were sometimes darkness, but now are you light in the, in the Lord. Walk as children of light. Our mission is to walk... As light. A simple definition, and you can get this from reading verse 9 and 10. For the fruit of the Spirit is all is in all goodness and righteousness and truth. Proving what is acceptable unto the Lord. What is acceptable unto the Lord? Righteousness. And if we are to walk in light, we are to walk in righteousness. I believe they're one and the same. And... We, if, if we walk in light, we do that which pleases God. Um, you know, I, I get this vision as I'm reading across this. Um, I, I sit up, you were sometimes in darkness is the way that starts out. You know, I, I'll sit on the deer stand some mornings before light. And I'll look down the lane and, you know, I'll see a shadow and think it's something. And, and maybe even the wind blows, and I'm like, ooh, it's moving. And really think I've got something. But the more the light comes, the more it's revealed to me that nothing's down there. And I, as I read across these scriptures, uh, especially verses 11 through 13, that's the picture in my mind. It says, and have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. For it is a shame even to speak of those things which are done of them in secret. But all things that are reproved are made manifest by the light. For whatsoever doth make manifest is light. If you want to know righteousness, seek righteousness. If you want to know righteousness, seek God. And, and like, that de- like that figure out there as I'm sitting on the deer stand, our darkness will be revealed. And I think that this has a twofold aspect. One, as we begin to walk in light, our darkness is revealed. And so we can correct it. And what does it say? Reprove it. As we follow God in light, 
our darknesses, our problems, they're gonna, they need to be revealed so that we can deal with them and hand them over to the Father. But also, as light, we are to reprove others. What does it say? It says, but rather reprove them. And maybe what I want to get across in this is reproving them, being light. We can't forget our reason. The reason we just talked about is love. If we're correcting someone, we have to do it in love. Because that's our reason. That's our motive. And, and you know... If we can look at Matthew 5, we can see a little bit more about this light. Matthew 5, verses 14 through 16. It says, Ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. As we look at that, why are we doing what we do? Why are we as a church the light of the world? And I think that boils down to our reason, love. We love the Father We love God and we desire Him to be praised. Isn't that what Matthew 5 says? It says, They sing your good works and glorify the Father which is in heaven. But also we love people and we desire them to know Christ. Why should we walk as light? Because we love people. And you know, just as Ephesians 4 said, Uh, It talked about uh, being light and correcting others. And we can do all the greatest work in the world, but if we don't have love, what does 1 Corinthians 13 say about that? Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels and have not charity, I am become as a sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. I'm just a lot of racket. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understanding all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains and have not charity, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned and have not charity, it profiteth me nothing. If we take our mission without our reason. It profits nothing. But if we take our reason, love, love for God, love for men, along with our mission, we have something that's profitable to our Father. And that's our goal. But along this way, as we are to walk in love and walk as children of light, we need a direction. We have a reason, we have our mission, but 
we could go about it in a way that just aimlessly shooting for no goal. But Ephesians tells us, starting in verse 515, See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Wherefore, be not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. First of all, in our direction, we need to realize our days are short. And evil is growing. What does it say? Redeeming the time because the days are evil. James talks about how short our life actually is. But you know, if, if I've got a Walmart gift card. And I'm going to redeem that. It means I'm going to make it count. And I believe here as, as church members, each of our lives should count. I think that's what Ephesians 5 is telling us. Make your life count. When, when you, you have a mission, you have a reason for that mission, now make your life count. Make it, make it worth something. Make it for the honor and the glory of God. Wherefore be ye not unwise, but understanding that understanding what the will of the Lord is, and be not drunkard with wine, wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Submitting yourself one to another in the fear of God. We are to walk not as fools, but as wise. Wisdom is our direction. Proverbs 9.10 tells us the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. Now I've studied that as much as I can in the best thing I can come up with the fear of God is reverencing Him. Reverencing Him in all your ways, acknowledging Him as Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says. We are to acknowledge God in all our ways. But let's see here what the Scripture says. It says we should be filled with the Spirit, not with wine. Uh, I could take that and just leave it because if we're filled with wine, we're probably not doing the Lord's will. But the filled with the Spirit, we as a church seeking wisdom, seeking the, the will of God for this church, we have to have the Spirit. Because it's what God left here, Christ left here, to direct us. We have to have the Spirit here or, or we won't find direction. But also we have to realize it's not about what we can do, but rather what God can do. As we look at verse uh, 20, it says, Giving thanks always 
for all things unto God. We have to realize as a church, we'll never know our direction if we think that we're the one profiting. We'll never know our direction if we think it's all about us. But when we realize it's all about God, we seek a better direction. We seek the direction that's profitable. We, we, we seek the direction that God has for us when we seek Him. Also, we may not know the outcome of whatever we do as a church, but we know the God that's in control when we seek Him, when we give thanks to Him. And you know, Spurgeon said it kind of like this. Anything I do, if it works, if it's well, it's God's glory. If I fail, it's my folly. God doesn't mess up. It's us. What better, what better way to thank God than to praise Him like verse 19 says, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. I love that because it's, it, it says in your heart. You know, when Moses came out of Egypt, what did he do? He sang. And I, I believe when we are striving to do the will of God, when, when we are searching for that will, there's no better way than to stop and rest a minute and sing praises and give honor and glory to Him. Because He's the one that's done it. He's the one that's brought us to where we are today. And He's the one that's going to carry us on. But also, if we're seeking direction we need to, verse 21, submit ourselves or yourselves one to another in the fear of God. Even if I don't know it will work, even if I'm not completely for it, the church decided to do it and I'm going to be behind it 100%. Not for the people Pushing to do it, but for God's sake. As a church, if we had that mindset, it's not to say so-and-so was right. I'm glad they brought this motion up. Everything we do as a church is for His sake and what He's called us to do. That is such a... If we had that in our minds, it's for God's sake. If we're going to do something for Him as a church, I think it deserves, as my old football coach would say, 110%. Everything we've got and some. I believe as a church we should desire to be to the praise and honor of God. You know, I thought I wanted to leave you on tonight is let's honor God with our lives as we leave here tonight. Knowing our reason to walk. 
Knowing the mission we have at hand. And knowing where to seek direction. And it's right here. You know, the will of God sometimes confuses people. And the, I know that God wills that all men would be saved. So I should witness. I, I know that that can be an abstract thing for different people. Was it God's will that so-and-so surrender to preach? Was it God's will? What is God's specific will for your life? But I believe if you follow God's direction, His will show up. And you'll know where to turn. As we sing a hymn of invitation, what's your Christian walk look like? Maybe you're here and, and you don't have much of a Christian walk because you didn't know your reason for walking. I'm here to tell you, God loved you so much. He sent His Son for you. That's a reason for walking. Or maybe you're here and you you know God loved you, but you didn't know your mission. You're to be light to this world. Revealing Christ to the whole world. Or maybe you didn't know where to seek direction. He gave you a book. And it it may seem like, well, God never told me if I should buy a cell phone or not. That's not in there, Trey. He did tell you to honor Him. Amen. And whatever possession you've got, and whatever money you've got, or whatever, you need to honor God with it. I can tell you that. As we sing, how is your Christian walk?